You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadol. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. My name is Mike Mercadol. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been coming out to the Thursday night Unsung Heroes show at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. Uh, we're having a great time. Um, and this is the in-studio show that we always talk about. I know we get a lot of listeners to that because I tag every guest on that. And um, yeah, this is Zeros on Heroes where we interview people about their heroes. And we have a very special guest. Uh, thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for Elise Edwards. Hello. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. I always imagine everyone is applauding like on the subway right now as they listen. You know, yeah. They're driving. Hands on the wheels, guys. Hands on the wheel. Um, you uh, you picked a great hero. I'm super excited. Um, so it's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a holiday in here. It's gonna be a, you know, fantastic. <laughs> Why is that the first song I thought of? But you pick Madonna, and we're gonna talk about that. She's important to you. Yes. But uh, first, let's get into uh, this week in heroes, which is uh, eventually I'm gonna have music or something like a drop there. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, Producer Brian, what's up? Um, uh, we also, oh, I, I should mention this. If you hear like uh, clicking and stuff in the background, we have Andrew uh, Paterini. He's uh, shooting us a little sizzle reel. He's yeah. for his Paterini Productions. He's shooting us uh, uh, so we can promote this in a video form as well. Yeah, so we can promote Unsung Heroes. Unsung Heroes. And Zeros on Heroes. And Zeros on Heroes and Creek Media. And Creek Media, that's right. Uh, we record here at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. It's, a, that, it's like a home away from home. We love it. Thank you for doing all the stuff Thank that you, you do for us. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. And um, uh, you, we're doing it this week in Heroes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're recording on Earth Day. The first Earth Day was in 1970. That's how, like, when all the hippy-dippy kind of... Bull- Bullshit. Fucking hippies. Fucking hippies, man. But it is interesting to see, like, how many people still deny the Earth needs saving, you know? Like, how many climate change deniers there are. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, th- that had to have been an odd sell in the 70s when people still, like, bu- didn't like didn't know science is what we know. You know, like, just someone's like, yeah, we should just save the Earth. They had these huge cars that, just, that <laughs> got, right. like, five miles to the gallon, and they just kept driving them still yeah they just uh, immediately there that w- i remember that being a thing like you you would uh, go on road trips and you drive and on stuff and living in new york it's such a foreign thing now i haven't driven a car in so long oh my god and uh but yeah i can only imagine the scientists back then who were like called it you know like they're all old now and they're like yes we we needed to save this stuff we've been saying the same thing for 30 40 years like come on yeah do you uh do you consider yourself environmentalist in any way? Um, do you contribute to? I do. Um, when I lived in Brooklyn, um, we composted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've recycled since I was five years old. Uh, we can't talk about Earth Day without talking about Captain Planet. Oh. He's our hero. Did you watch Captain Planet as a kid? I did, sometimes. Were um, you, did you pick your Earth, Fire, Wind, Water... Heart, right? Heart. Heart. Yeah. I think I was heart. You were the heart. You were the emotionally was, connected. Yes. He was the Central American. He was like the 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 one he had a little monkey friend. Fuck, I can't remember his name. Okay, I wasn't him. Mati. Um, Mati. Thank you. 
in the coming out with the reference in the clutch oh it was amazing um no i think i was the asian chick i guess what i don't know she what was water she was. okay that's she was who I water was. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh and by there did you know that the voice of gaia who is the voice of the earth in captain planet was Whoopi goldberg she's amazing we were talking about voiceover stuff before we started rolling and that is like a dream to be a voice in a cartoon oh my god yeah because yeah. you've done some voiceover stuff right i have um for the record you're an actress and a comedian here in new york city you're a regular if, if you've listened to unsung heroes you've heard elise on our show um but you're you've done voiceover stuff i've done voiceover stuff i would love to do more yeah well. um but most of it's been like commercial or having to do narration for short films or independent films that I've done. Yeah, those are the gigs that are like when they talk about voiceover, everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna be a, a cart? You want to be a Ninja Turtle? You're gonna be a vo- in a Pixar movie?" It's like, no, I read a technical manual. Yeah, <laughs> I narrated an in industrial video for people to share for and, the IRS. Yeah, yeah. for some <laughs> crazy shit like that. Like I'm doing a website that basically just wants to put videos on all their listing. It's like a it's like a wiki thing and they want to put videos on there so they can get ad revenue so i'm just reading like weird things about you know uh, Al ghoul and gotham or you know like and i have to like read these just wikipedia entries but it pays i'm getting paid yeah yeah um, I mean. also this week in heroes because of your acting thing william shakespeare born uh, technically tomorrow, but you know this is this is a, the time time is fluid when podcasts come out. But uh, William Shakespeare was born in 1564. This week, some point. Uh, have you ever done Shakespearean acting? Yes. Did you I, do training? I love I love Shakespeare. I trained in Shakespeare. I literally learned how to read from Shakespeare and Entertainment Weekly and astrology. Those are the three things that I. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. But you wait. So you learned to. Like that's, those mm-hmm. were your things that you like read because you learn to read you regular books and stuff like that. But that's what you were drawn to. I, that's what I was drawn to, and I sucked at reading um, when I was <laughs> when I was younger. Um, and you know, because it most of the time follows iambic pentameter. Um, I mean, there is prose also in uh, in Shakespeare, but I would kind of just anticipate the next word, and I would like. I think I just memorized. Did you memorize? I memorized. Really, I, I learned how to. I learned how to read by memorization not phonetically yeah, or anything sure, like sure. that did you have you ever performed Shakespeare I like have on stage? I have me. and um one of my favorites is probably Luciana from um the comedy of errors uh but my dream my dream role is Beatrice from much ado about nothing oh but that's uh, uh Beatrice much ado about nothing that's Emma Thompson played it. Right, right. I was version. just trying to think of it. She's yeah, my yeah. fucking spirit animal. I really? I could have done her as also as my hero. Yeah, you had a few. We'll t- oh. we can t- we can talk about the the uh, the honorable mentions that you had. On, I'm into on. it. What? Where are you from originally? I am from Falls Church, Virginia, which is a suburb of Washington D.C. I also grew up in Washington D.C., but I'm I'm from the. You're from there, that from area, Northern Virginia. Sure. Yeah. Was there? an acting community there was there something that drew uh, what drew you to it was it just seeing hollywood and things like that my sister my sister got me into the theater yeah. my dad is a huge patron of the theater uh he loves he has season tickets to shakespeare theater down there uh wow too i can't remember it off the top of my head it's a it's the chesapeake something company they put on amazing productions up in the baltimore area and so you're but you, so you were you it was kind of around. It was around. Um, my dad's a patron of it. My sister was acting in middle school, high school. Even my brother got into it. There was one 
year where my sister and my brother were both in the high school musical and it was they did working and the the director I don't know working oh work, it's, I, an old, is, it's an old school sure one. sure and they changed this hippie bricklayer character into from a guy to a chick so that my sister could play it and really? she fucking killed it that's awesome they're older than you I'm assuming yeah you're the, you're the baby mm-hmm. that's cool I did you ever get the chance to perform with your sister at all in anything my sister and I have been on screen and small stuff together. Um, we've been in an acting class together for four years. It recently dissolved because our acting teacher got a teaching something at, at, at Columbia and he's still judging from the siren. It's time for the lightning. Was that, will that come out in the recording? Uh, it doesn't matter uh we record in new york city sirens are inevitable um but that's really cool that you got to you 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 and your sister share this passion that you that you both are are into the acting is that what got you into doing comedy no um my you know i just well i was in theater school i was i went to college for theater and i always loved comedy um actually you have a degree in theater you graduated from college with a degree in theater theater um with a a focus in performing performance um from virginia commonwealth university uh you know it's it's interesting (laughs) my sister thinks that she's at a great disadvantage you know she walks into an audition room and thinks oh my god i don't I don't know, you know, I don't know all this Meisner training and all this stuff that people have degrees in. Yeah. And I'm like, Hannah, you fucking graduated with a degree in economics from the University of Michigan, which, by the way, Madonna also went to. Um, well, they yes, both, okay, yeah. they both lived in the East Quad, um, and the other person, famous or infamous person to live in East Quad, was the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, six you know, degrees and like, of separation from the Unabomber. From the Unabomber, I, 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 <laughs> that's just two. Yeah, that's, that's only just, two. That's only two. You're on a list now. Listen. We're getting on a if watch list. If I wasn't list. on one before, <laughs> um, uh, shout out to the previous episodes of Unsung Heroes. Holy shit. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, that was so much fun. It was 20 it, cop been, episode. It's been really fun. Uh, it, yeah. it's. I love that it's like a core group of, of regulars and then we get the stragglers and the random drunk lady. Shout out to the random drunk lady. I'm glad that she, I hope she, she made it home. Safe. I really did. Oh, she was here till four in the morning. I thought yeah. she had left. Oh, no. I poor, poor dude that was with her though. Uh, she His tried. His name is Christopher. Yes, I remember that. It's on. It's on the episode. <laughs> oh no, she left with somebody else. <gasps> Whoa! Some comic. I can't remember who it was. This oh, this right. podcast has changed <laughs> topics. Oh uh, man, I told. Uh, look, you're, you're red. I'm clutching my pearls. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> Wow. Oh, shit. Well, that's what happens when you come to Unsung Heroes. Lisa. Lisa, I think her name was. was Well, Lisa, Lisa, you're our Unsung Hero. Yeah. (laughs) She's our Unsung. Let's not give any more details about who Lisa and Mm. whatever the dude's name was. (laughs) We don't know them. Should I bleep it out? Can't divulge. Probably. Probably. Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) No, it's fine. But that's. uh, I'm still going to leave it in. I'm just going to bleep out the names. So long story short with my you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Acting, sorry. acting school, um, it just does like what any other school, it, you get as much from it as you, as you put in, as you put in and you just have to have a vision for yourself, which is what was like the, but in one of your classes, uh-huh. like to say you show up, do you just do scenes and, and that's it? Or do you, do, was there like a weirdo class? Cause you always hear about the people who go, who teach acting classes and they're like, oh, you have to be an animal and embody the spirit of whatever, like the artsy fartsy stuff. Well, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of that. And what it you really just get you learn to use your body as an instrument, oh. you know, and you learn to take care of it as an instrument and to, um, you know, learn how to. Yeah. Just kind of suspend your own disbelief and what was the thing that you because let's be honest we're you know what was the thing that you did where you're like this is bullshit was there anything that you were just like this is dumb why am i doing like why you know like a teacher or something like that i mean i am really into play so i like to i like to play uh and that was great there's nothing that anyone asked me to do that i really hated other than showing up for auditions that I knew I would never, you know, like yeah. you had an all department, you know, all audition for a main stage show. And I'm like, listen, there's no fucking role. For, there's not a role for me in civil war, the right, musical. Right. Right. I'm not a singer one. And two, there's like one white person in the entire cast. That's, okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm into, you know, like gender <laughs> and e- ethnically fluid, you know, or blind. Diversity, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, Listen, okay, yeah. and it's 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 a lot. So. I've, I've I've gone through that too, where you show up. I've I've done it like um, since I am ethnically ambiguous. They have sent me out for literally everything that's ethnically ambiguous. So I set I'll show up at one of these auditions and I'll look around and there will be a very clear line either like in height because I'm very tall and they want a, like a like a short like nerdy guy. They sent me out for this nerdy thing. Because I was talking to my agent. They're like, oh, what do you know about computers? I'm like, oh, I'm a nerd guy. I used to build computers. I used to work for... And she's like, oh, I'll send you out on it. I show up. I'm like towering above all these nerds. And I felt guilty, but also, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to fucking audition. You know, you never know. Because there there's been stuff like... Have you ever gone for anything where you show up for one thing, you read for it, and they're like, oh, not this, but we have this other thing you could read for? Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely happened yeah. a bunch of times. Um, I'm trying to think of one time that that would be... Uh, that it really sticks out in my mind. Um, if you if you could nail it with Shakespeare, it would loop it all back around for I this whole segment. I, um, well, okay, so yeah, I was reading oh. for Desdemona. Oh shit, she's gonna do it! And then they were like, "Bitch, you're an Amelia," and I was like, "I could have told you that," but I was like, I was trying to push myself, you know? Right, right, right. Um, I didn't really get cast as the delicate flower uh, much, <laughs> and it wasn't until a an acting teacher, who was actually my Shakespeare teacher, Dan Dennis, who was fantastic, my junior year of college, he goes, Elise, you are an ingenue. You've been, I've been told my whole life that I'm a character actor, and you know, when it comes to my marketability here in New York, right, and yeah. especially if I were to go or compete in the LA market, I'm definitely not an ingenue, you know? Um, but just to allow myself to believe that so that I could be yeah. more open and receptive to like these more delicate, you well, know, kind of characters. Like in comedy, when you see somebody who's literally they're they're they fail before they even come up to the mic. Yeah. Where they are in they're in their own head and they're all fucked up about it. They have doubts about everything they're about to say. Yeah. It's going to come out wrong. You know, like that's a, the, the the new comics you see, especially around uh, New Year's resolution comics. Mm-hmm. The mics are full of them, you know, and they come out there and they don't think of themselves as comedians yet because they have no idea what they're like you you don't you have to like practice it right so i can only imagine and so audition and what you're actually talking about is a symptom and it's something that we that they even though i have a four-year degree in theater and they always talked about the other 
Okay, like I don't, uh, I'm, I'm seeing your monologue and I don't understand who the other is or how you're trying, or what you're trying to do That's to them. That's too fancy a term. I exactly. don't know what the other is. So I went through four years of not knowing who the fuck the other was or <laughs> who, why, I, why. Who are these others? Why I should fucking care. And so then I came after, you know, living a bunch of life and then coming to New York Ugh. and having this incredible acting teacher named Tom Locke who made me understand who what they what they mean by the other you have another person that you need something from or trying to oh, gain something through like the scene is it's not just a one it's no, even if you're by yourself there's still someone that this is relating to right and yeah. and that you're trying to get something from or you're trying to change in some way and so the same thing with really green actors or actors who have so much training and no idea how a scene works or how life works is a lot like a comic who right when they're just talking yeah, yeah, yeah. into a vacuum or a void and you're like no we're your audience you know what i'm or saying or like comics who write jokes about open mics and tell them at open mics like it's so insular i don't mind that as long as it's specific and that they're trying to change me or, or get me to see it their way in some capacity right yeah i see what you're saying but there but yeah i get i get what you're saying like the, you have to take into account the audience of your whatever you're doing you have to take in the audience yeah I, I mean, and and that's going to come into play when we talk about your hero. But uh, Earth Day, thank you for all those hippies that uh, heroically decided that we need to save the Earth. Uh, thank you, William Shakespeare. Uh, love you, William Shakespeare. Love you, William You're Shakespeare. the best. I, as much as I struggle with, like, I, I'm not, I was never a big theater person. When I moved to New York, I figured out that you could go to these things pretty cheap and you could just do, or like, just, they would just be random. I remember I saw, like, um, what was it hamlet at, mm. in a park and i was just like hey they're doing shakespeare for us which is crazy to me because you could just sit and watch it like on a towel they not only do it in the park they'll do it in a parking lot okay there is a whole shakespeare in Word. a parking lot in the lower east side that happens for an entire season wow and it's free it's fucking free that's the thing I, that's the thing about this town that people don't like like it, there's something around like everywhere as my, i've been here five years now and there's something that i'll see i'm like oh shit Every day, like oh wow, hey, look at that! And the fact that there are actors willing to perform, first of all, shows how competitive the market is. Oh yeah. Second of all, it shows how dedicated they are to whatever the fuck they're doing, you know. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, let, that was great. Let's talk about uh, your hero, and you picked a great one. Uh, what Madonna? Madonna, Madonna. Louise Ciccone, uh, otherwise known as Madonna. Well, let's start with the first question I ask everybody about their hero. What's the first thing you think about when you think of Madonna? I just think, I I think of "Express Yourself," which is probably my favorite uh, Madonna song. And I used to watch that music video when I was so oh, young. Yeah. That era of Madonna. So because there was like she's the one that she's like defined like longevity in your career and redefining yourself and having different you know expressions of 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 your art yeah you know and that that express yourself to what like I'm I I'm, I will admit I'm not the biggest Madonna fan but if you don't even if you're not a fan you know her songs everything you yeah her you've music. heard her music you've heard Vogue you know you've For heard sure. you've heard like a prayer you know like. Yes, all of these things are, they are so ubiquitous. Everybody fucking has heard of Madonna at some scale, at some frame of reference, like like a virgin from when it was like controversial in that MTV thing that she did with the cake riding yeah. around on the floor. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you, 
did you when was the first time you heard like like you recognized Madonna as like oh shit I mean I don't know when I didn't recognize Madonna I honestly enough, yeah. my first rock and roll crush was um was Steven Tyler from Aerosmith okay. and I don't remember a time that I didn't also know who Madonna was when I knew who Steven Tyler was and I was I remember saying that I loved Steven Tyler from the backseat of my mom's 85 Buick Electra when I was like five yeah. so you know and this was this was because she was already she was madonna huge. at that time i was raised a lot by early mtv and so this is when a, a lot of mtv was just madonna and That's michael right. jackson and some gonna, metallica and some george michael videos you know we're gonna get crotchety old people and here some duran duran when we're like <laughs> back when mtv used to play music videos i know they don't do that no more you know like i, I mean i i especially if like someone asked me on a, on, a, on a date i'm like listen you don't know who kurt loader is i don't think we're <laughs> We're not going to have anything to talk about. Kurt Loader. What a pull. Even he was too old for... He was like their their serious news guy. He was their dad. <laughs> he was the man that wore the khakis. I don't think I ever saw him in khakis. But, you know, you got that vibe from him. That was, under that news desk, he was wearing khakis. He was and everyone dad. else was wearing ripped jeans and, 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 and fishnets like Madonna. Uh, I had a huge crush on... What's the... Tabitha Soren. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was crazy. I don't know. I remember seeing. No, wait, no. I'm if you said Daisy Fuentes, I would have been like, okay, no, that's next. That that's different. That's like I, next generation. No, too. I'm thinking of a different one. Then it's not Tabitha Soren. It's another one of the the news girl, the 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 female news people that they had. I have. I don't even remember. Fuck, that's gonna bother me. Um, ah, oh shit. Now I'm thinking about trying to remember her name. God damn it. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to switch it over to downtown Julie Brown. Let's oh, do that. Oh, my God. That was the other. Okay. So down, not downtown Julie Brown, but the other Julie Brown, the redhead Julie Brown. She. For, oh, yeah. She was one the of my. Actress. She yeah. who's who like was who I wanted to be. I was like, if I could be her, that's who I wanted to be. She's like, she, okay. She's still she, a comedian and she yeah. she's hilarious. She's the one. Okay. This is, I don't know if you know. She's in Earth Girls Are Easy. Yes. That's the lady. Mm -hmm. And she does that Because I'm a Blonde yes, song. Yes, exactly. That's one of those movies that was in heavy rotation when my family had one of those cable boxes that it got all the channels. Uh -huh. And back then, like, it, like hbo or stars or whatever would just have like these are the movies that you're gonna watch this month and it was like six of them right and they would just loop them forever so i would just end up watching earth girls are easy a thousand times yeah seeing like old school jeff goldblum oh yeah damon wayans and jim carrey <laughs> as the aliens I've, I've seen that movie a thousand times i actually met um I met Jeff Goldblum on my 19th birthday <gasps> at the stage door of Pillow Man here on Broadway. My mom took me to Whoa. see broad, uh, to see Pillow Man on Broadway, and at the stage door, he you've been blessed by the Goldblum. I, I've been blessed by the Goldblum. Holy um, shit! And we, uh, but I. I had two playbills. Um, one of them was for me, which I asked him to sign because it, it was my 19th birthday. Of course. And uh, the other one was for my boyfriend, um, Eamon, who loved Jeff Goldblum. And I remember going up to Jeff Goldblum. He's like, oh, happy birthday. How do you, you know, like, thank you for coming to the show and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I just have to tell you, I've loved you since Jurassic Park, but my boyfriend's loved you since Earth Girls are easy. <laughs> and he was just so stoked about it. He's like, that's great. That's, that, that is... Because those, I imagine like early in your career when you do things like there's, I've been background in a million things to the point where it's almost like a joke where I pick myself, like I post it on like, that's show business. That's me. That's my entry into show. Like someday if I, let's say I get a big part or something like that, there's going to be evidence of you being 
early young actor. Oh yeah. So there's gonna be stuff pop up popping like, up of you, like Kathy Griffin in in Pulp Fiction. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Or no, this is even better. God, I can't remember her name. What is her name? Niecy Nash in Boys on the Side, which is a movie with Mary Stuart Masterson and Whoopi Goldberg and Oh, is that that and Drew Barrymore? We've talked about it on the show before that I know a million movies because I worked at Blockbuster, <laughs> but I only know them from the cover of the VHS I dig and that. the DVD. <laughs> like I I'm like I've I've seen that cover. I know that. Um, do you so going back to Madonna because oh, oh. she's bridged the music and the movies and you know the producing and all that shit yes um, do you have well let's go back so you so you always knew who Madonna was which era Madonna is your Madonna uh, definitely the the Express Yourself Vogue era um, yeah yeah um, I, I remember that was the cone bra era La, La Isla Bonita which is like slightly before that and you know um, but then I went back and I listened to her older stuff which is like the song like her first single is all that club stuff yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah. and I love that like I love to dance I grew up dancing I didn't play any sports until sure. I was 10 and then even then I was still dancing mostly um, and so she was a dancer you know that's how she got no right she was like in the club scene and then she she ended up like Working with well, DJs and shit? Well, another reason... Okay, so my mom is... Uh, I mean, she's half Sicilian, half Lebanese, but she's an Italian chick from uh, Michigan, okay? Okay. And that's where Madonna's from. Madonna <laughs> is a Midwest, you know, chick from... Uh, Italian chick from Michigan. And, you know, she... Her life really changed when she died... When her when her mom died when she was five. Oh, no. Yeah. Your mom or... No, no, her mom. Her mom. Um, so, I know. Thank God I have my mom. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I thought you meant no, no, your, no. your mom and Madonna. No, no, no. So, my... Well, I'm just saying that my mom and her just being, like, Italian Michigan chicks. And, like, it's kind of a really... It's a homogeneous community and so it was after her mom died that she really you know she said that she wasn't like rebellious rebellious but like she was going to an all-girls catholic school and not shaving her armpits and and dyeing her hair (laughs) and and rebelling yeah she was rebelling in her own way but she was a straight-a student she danced her ass off and when i was younger i felt like that was the only way i could really express myself because being the youngest child by so much i was right, like told to gap. shut the hell up yeah there's you know a gap between you and your yeah so siblings. like dancing was like the way that i could like get out my physical exertion sure. and then also like my emotional whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know she went she went to michigan on a dance scholarship she dropped out and she moved to new york to pursue a career in dance and performing yeah. and that's how she got into the club scene because the club scene was everything and that was new- a, it's yeah. where you could co- express yourself and uh in new york especially where it, it's a, it's it's like cliche to say like everybody comes to new york to to make it quote unquote everybody that's the name of her first single and it yes, is yeah. bitchin yeah. <laughs> i mean the production when you go back and listen to it it's kind of it's super scant. janky yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's super, but it's everything kind of poppy was back then cuz they didn't have like the producing creating electronic music back then was one of those things where everything was synthesizers and and even back in the 70s where you get you get people uh, like Pink Floyd and stuff incorporating synth- but it wasn't like the whole song right to have a suddenly like dance music like technology allow it to happen I, I was reading this I didn't know that she was she she tried to, she was like a drummer yeah she, she played had, the drums she, she was, she a, was a, a guitarist like, it's called the breakfast club yeah so yeah. she something that people don't realize about Madonna um, she most of those songs that are top 
you know, hits that have made her the highest paid artist in music history. I mean, well, especially female artists. Yeah. Um, She wrote. She fucking wrote those songs yeah. and she plays a lot of, you know, instruments. That's the big thing people don't realize about pop music now is that there is a cranked out. The songwriters are cranking shit out and they're just looking for someone to give it to, to like the record companies, especially like in the late nineties, the Britney Spears era. Oh yeah. And even like the Tiffany's in the eighties and the oh, yeah. Debbie Gibson's and hey, stuff but like that. Debbie Gibson wrote a lot of her songs too. She did. But like, they like, more so now, whenever you hear an album that's got like 16 different songwriters on it. Did something happen here? Very good. Uh, yeah. So there's like, you know, there's like 16 different songwriters. Right. They're for- manufactured. Exactly. And she is a, she's a person who had um, a vision for herself yeah. and she pursued it. And it's not easy. Another thing that I love about Madonna, I mean, she's literally the most famous person. <laughs> I mean, like one of the most famous people yeah. in the world. Ever. Second to Michael Jackson, I'll say she is as well known. I think she's more famous than by. Well, in that's terms a bold internationally. Yeah, because when you Ooh, think about now it, we're even, fight. even even if you just think of who. I mean, just because she's a female, you know what I'm saying? Like, how many um, people are going to be interested in her just because of the way she looks or looked or, you know, she still looks great. Um, Hey, everybody. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty uh, in the recording of this episode. Rather than submit you all to the uh, mistakes there, we're just going to kind of cut it out. Uh, But you can follow along. And if not... Come to the Creek in the Cave on Thursdays for Unsung Heroes. <laughs> we'll talk about it then. <laughs> we'll we'll tell you all about what you missed. Back to the show. Oh. Right, like that was a that was kind of that. Speaking of how open we are now about like anti slut shaming and uh, open about people's sexuality and gay yeah. and trans rights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like she was already she was on the forefront of that. Yeah, she was like have sex have safe sex right. and she was like i'm never going to apologize for my sexuality as a as a female as a human being as anything and that was um, enormously influential on me yeah, <laughs> i yeah. mean especially seeing that from such a young age um i'm sure i made a lot of people feel very uncomfortable me dressing up as madonna um when i was you were Four kid, and five yeah. years old, oh, no. like yeah, like seductively dancing down the staircase while our like yeah, yeah. next door neighbor and family friend is over, and he's like, uh, <laughs> "Oh, I, ha- I Diane, have, a, I have a little you- niece uh-huh. that is that is dancing now. She does ballet and all that stuff. Like my my brother uh, puts her in all these things, and uh, but she's really been into like pop music. She loves Shakira, so mm. she- hey, there were some technical difficulties here as well. Sorry." make it stop oh yeah no oh yeah i mean i remember like doing i i I was not only madonna's moves but um stuff from i don't know who else was billy no billy idol's rock the cradle of love and like that whole music video of that chick who's kind of dressed like madonna because that's how influential she was you know like she people started wearing she was desperately desperately seeking susan is an incredible film and I'm, whoever is going to make the reboot of that, please, please, I am your Madonna. <laughs> that scene of her, like, fresh off the bus from Atlantic City where some crazy shit went down. She was just trying to have a tryst with her lover, you know, and, like, you don't even know any of that shit by that point in the story. But she's just, there's just an iconic scene of her just, like, airing out her pits with a hand dryer in the terminal yeah, at, at Port Authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But that's also back in the day when you could leave your bag in a locker at Port Authority oh, and bounce. And now There's you can't. so much of, like, just in the recent movies, like a couple years ago, it's been... What's going on? 
Something happened, but what did we lose? Now. Uh, I'm not sure. Figure it out when we're done. Do you? Are you running a time clock mm, as well? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, we have this. Okay. Okay. So I, we may not have lost anything, or maybe a minute, but I got some chops, so I'm just gonna add that. Okay. Okay. If there's if there's something in there, I'll try and I'll make it I'll make it not just leave it like that, and then I'll see if I can string it together without losing too much of, of what's going on. Are we recording now? Yep. Okay. Sorry, we can also chop this one minute out. I will. I'll handle. I'll handle all that. Don't right. worry about it. Um, I'm sorry. But if we were. But let's talk about her because this brings up her film work mm-hmm. because she's also like been in a million like a bunch of a bunch of movies not all of them great no but that was like a whole thing for her to have crossed over from being like a pop star into like legitimate movies and actually be able to act um and so i I also want to just broaden this a little bit to comedy which is also that she was in a league of their own with rosie o'donnell and she's very great friends with rosie o'donnell she's also really great friends with sandra bernhard who are both like people that i loved and watched and and are were huge huge hugely influential to me yeah. Then These, and this now. is the list of honorable mentions of heroes that you could have picked. There was so you, yeah, you had a lot of uh, a lot of choice. Well, they're all attached to Madonna, and yeah. honestly, <laughs> also, so I'm a Leo. Madonna's a Leo, of course. Um, and you know this that is, is really how um how I feel about like the Leo ness is that you kind of are your own son you know what i'm saying and then you have people who are you just have people in your orbit well yeah that come into your orbit and like they fuel you and you fuel them you know what i'm saying and you're not they're not in your orbit all the time but like that warmth and that energy just you know radiates outward and i love them i mean rosie o'donnell's so effing cool and talk about i mean when you that movie is great a league of their own is one of my favorite it's it's on top it's it's high on the list of well i'll say baseball movies because there's a million movies that i'm a big movie guy but it's it's a great fucking movie. Tom Hanks is amazing. And then the whole Gina Davis and uh, Lori, Lori Petty, Petty. Which is a callback to yeah. Unsung Heroes, which Lori, which um, who Alex Murray, yeah. he said his favorite cop movie was Point Break. Fucking great. Yes. I don't, whoever thinks of that as a cop movie, I don't. But I do love Lori Petty. I'm like obsessed with Lori Petty. Because she's, she's, she's bonkers. She's in incredible. Yeah, but she's, she, she's, she's great in, in uh, Orange is the New Black now. She's so good. Can yeah. I also, going back to the acting thing, I actually had an audition for the first season of Orange is the New Black. No, maybe it was the second season. It had to be in the second season. Right. And I remember, I, I was before I moved to New York full time. I just came up here for, for the, the audition, audition in January of 2000, in like early January 2014. And no, that's not right. That's not the right timeline. No one's going to fact check you on I, I'm just like, I'm just trying to think because I went up for an audition. It was for this person and I remember telling the casting director when I saw her at a seminar later on I was like oh my god thank you so much for having me in okay now I remember I went in for one role didn't get it next season beginning of the next season right I auditioned for this other role and I was like oh my god I think the person that's playing the other role is gonna be Lori petty oh, and then no. i looked on twitter and twit it said all over twitter like Lori petty confirmed for the next season of orange is the new black and i immediately emailed the casting director like oh my god 
what? You know, like I was like, okay, remember Did that you time I told you that? Like overzealous. I was or... all the way, but it's funny because now whenever I have a, a moment with Jen, the wonderful Jen Houston, um, incredible casting director, uh, I, I do, you know, I'm like, yeah. hey, Lisa Edwards, you know, blah blah blah, and you Lori an Petty, impression. Lori Petty enthusiast, and it's funny. You made an impression on her. She remembers me what? as being like, <laughs> I fucks with Lori Petty real hard. <laughs> That is, but that's, a, I will say the, there's a sheer like tenacity that you need at a certain point. And, and I don't, I, I don't mean to speak for women, but I'm sure it can't be easier. It has to be harder for, for a woman to be pursuing like anything in the artistic field that you, where you get lumped in typecast, you get you know, the stereotypical roles and all that stuff. There's an amount of tenacity, especially for someone in the film, in the music industry to break in and to mm. be given like, yeah, it's a draw, but then to also be like, no, I want to be good too. Yeah. You know? Do you, do you feel like there's a little bit more perseverance and you have to like figure out ways to make it work? I think the best thing that you can do other than keeping your skills sharp is to be yourself and to learn to be yourself and to understand who that is, mm. because that's the only thing that you can offer that is, unique to you right otherwise you are a type or a, a whatever you know so and I, I definitely believe that you know that's why people talk about finding your voice whether it's acting whether right. it's songwriting whether it's comedy you know but how but how so not to challenge it but what about someone like madonna who's had multiple quote-unquote voices you know mm-hmm. she's presented herself in a number of different ways and then, then when she went through that whole adopting a kid from every country phase, uh, or you know, like she, she, there was this whole ap- after the whole the, when the sex book came out. Do you remember the sex? I do. So when the sex book came, out, it was wrapped like a condom in the fucking store, and there was like this all this uproar in the news. But then she had to move on from that to yeah. kind of reclaim a different perspective, like just you know. D- well, I feel like one. That also happened in a time where not everyone had a camera on their phone sure. and like doing all yes, this kind of stuff. And like we weren't just being fed um, news slash opinions from right. every angle. So And also porn was not as readily it, available. It wasn't as readily available. She was pushing the envelope both musically and image wise and certainly mm-hmm. on uh, in terms of sexuality and being open about sexuality and being like everyone has yeah. the right to get down however they want to that's um, when she was with uh dennis rodman didn't she like was she like with him for a while you know, she's been with a bunch of dudes i actually think that's like another part like she there's something kind of earth mothery about her even though she's like this ultra diva and then at the same time she's like i'm successful enough that like earth mother i could just be I just need a sperm donor. You know, like that's kind of like how she was with her first like husband yeah, yeah, yeah. or her first non-husband, but um, yeah, father it, of her first child. I remember he was a, he was a Latin guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Evita. That was a whole other thing. Oh my God. Yeah. So she has won like Golden Globes. She's won Grammys. She's won Cause all she, of the things. She was, I, like that's one of those things that you you would hear later on. You would hear her, like people, oh, like in the Dick Tracy movie. Mm-hmm. She was not the worst part of the Dick Tracy movie. That movie yeah. was garbage. Was garbage. But they blamed. They like. They like said that her role was bad and all that stuff. But I'm like, no, that whole movie. Al Pacino came off smelling like shit in that movie. Like, he did. How hard is it? Al Pacino was flat top, and they made him look like shit in that movie. I got some real thoughts about Dick Tracy. I'm gonna express them right now. Uh, no, but but it, it was like visually, a, it was very, it was yeah. very interesting. It was a, kind of a trend-setting comic book movie because that's that's how it started. But they tried to make a a movie like the comic book, yeah. 
and uh i can't remember if it was before or after batman but it was it was like an anti it was like bright colors it yeah. was the it was the reverse of the Tim Burton pop, Batman. Yeah. like our pulp, like, you know. Pulp. And it was, everything was bright, solid colors. Yeah. And everything was, yeah, in your face, you know, uh, with the framing and all that stuff. They were trying to make it look like a comic book. I'm trying to think whether that was before or after Who Framed Roger Rabbit or oh. or The Cool World. Oh, my God, Cool World. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. That was great. Um, but, yeah, so, like, when, like, she was in that movie. But she was a supporting character. What were like her signature lead roles? Like Desperately Seeking Susan was a big Desperately one. Seeking Susan for sure. Um, a, a League of Their Own. Yeah, she was. I mean, which is so great, and she's so effing good in that movie. And the movie is so good. Yeah. Hold on, wait. I did get a. Li- I, I did. Um, I did cheat and get a list. Oh shit! Um, the other ma- you actually brought notes to this show? Yes, of course. Holy shit! That's, I love Madonna. I'm I not, love I'm, a prepared guest. Hit me with that. What I do we cannot got? even tell you how much I love Madonna. Um. Okay, so Avita, obviously. Res- you you love Mad- you research levels of love for Madonna. Well, I just wanted to be able to have bullet points of Absolutely. like what what um you know how she's influenced me and all of her my favorite work of hers. Okay. Um, but actually, you know, she was on SNL. Remember with her and um for during the Wayne's World, they did a Truth or Dare because she came yes. out with Truth oh, or that, Dare that in black and white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was they oh my had, god, I forgot about that. How could you forget? It's like she, it was so funny. And that's the other another movie that is so influential to me is Wayne's world i think I, I probably watched wayne's world what a bridge wayne's world and little mermaid i probably watched like a trillion times but anyway that's one of the things that i thought was so funny to see someone so fucking awesome sexy talented you know at the height right. of her game super famous. world fucking famous i mean like yeah there's aliens out there and they know who the fuck madonna is okay there's su- there's because that's sh- the whole thing there's stars and then there's superstars there's like people who like literally change like the axis of the earth with yeah. like their amount of stardom and she's sitting there completely playing herself in the truth or dare documentary with wayne and garth on the couch you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes. like or like wayne and like coming on to him and you know just doing the whole thing and She's monkeys saying, my flat on my butt she said yes! monkeys my flat out of my butt and it's it was perfect so someone that can fucking laugh at their God, at themselves good. like that she's incredible i had forgotten about that until you just said it and it just came rushing back you know how it's it just like flooded my mind as such because that's one of the things that that like when you see a celebrity who loses their sense of humor, it's always sad to me because you're famous. There's got to be fucking it's hilarious to be a certain level of famous. When you see anyone lose their sense of humor, I feel That's like true. it's a huge fucking tragedy. Yeah. But especially when it's somebody who is that famous and that influential. Yeah, I mean, she because she, she did or she did like a cameo thing in one of the Bond movies. She did like she she would just pop up in random things, but um but to, but i think that would be a fun like if you're at a level of fame where you could just do whatever you want it's also kind of tempting to take it easy be like slack off you know she's never gonna do that i don't think she, she's has, a, a, she's, she has a virgo moon she's never gonna do that <laughs> um you you were the first person to tell I, i'm a cancer i'm a july thing but you were the first one to tell me that there's also a moon sign uh-huh, and uh-huh. i had no idea that those existed <laughs> you are a cancer sun cancer moon but you have an aries ascendant yeah so what does that mean i feel like this is not the podcast for that but um that means uh we could talk about madonna also but i'm super curious as to what that means if you could sum it up in a sentence just <sighs> satiate my thirst for what the fuck does that we've already mean? done this on a podcast it's it's your not, own podcast. that doesn't exist was, anymore that was my entree to podcast actually yeah. um the now defunct uh meeting of the mic um yeah. 
Okay, uh, Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon. So the home is like of the utmost importance. Yes, um, both your physical home and the one that you grew up in, your familial roots. Um, I also have a Cancer Moon, so okay. um, we're super, we're super emotional, <laughs> and we have an emotional. That's why I cry at America's Got Talent singing auditions. I Who doesn't cry at the Nutty Professor? <laughs> I cried at the Nutty Professor. <laughs> I cried my ass off. I will say, I will bring it back around to Madonna. I I will say (laughs) music is one of those things that gets, uh, not the song, but like, you know, like when I hear a good harmony or a big swelling kind of orchestral piece, I get the goosies, man. I Mm -hmm. get the, I get the goosebumps. And uh, music is a is I, I, music is a big part of my life also because I p- grew up playing music and also did you, you say you can't sing but did you ever feel inspired to do Madonna's things like to sing or start play write music well, or that's another reason why I love Madonna is because she said I don't have the best voice I but I have something to say and she Ooh, never fuck, let, that's really good she never let the fact that she is not. You know, she's not the Christina Aguilera no, she, voice. She's yeah. not the Mariah Carey voice. But it never stopped her from speaking her mind and singing her mind and just keep going. Yeah. She has a tenacity that I feel only comes with, you know, something, someone so driven and, you know, maybe the loss of her mother at a young age. She, I mean, the stuff that happened to her when she moved to New York and lived in New York. I mean, she's living in New York in the early 80s. Like, right. Before you know, it was friendly. Yeah, when it was like, this is New York, get the fuck out. I don't even, I don't remember what uh, award show she just did a speech at sometime in the past year or two, but she talks about, she goes, uh, there's, from an older interview, she said part of the reason, she has this traditional dance training, right? And she used to dance also on the roof with the B-boys and learn that kind of like street dance and practice and have a great time. But she also living in this, she said, I don't know how many times my, my apartment was broken into. I just started leaving it unlocked. And she also on the same like rooftops that she's like practicing dancing with like people of the street, you know, and people that she's getting this influence and culture from. She was also raped at gun at knife point. Oh my God. Yeah. And she kept doing it. She didn't leave New York. She fucking kept doing it. Wow. She she fought harder, you know? I, I, that's, again, people people forget, and I'm not, I don't even know what it's like, but I'll hear stories from people who grew up here. And it's, like, now riding the train is an average, like, before riding the train, go, going in a subway train at four o'clock in the morning when we get out of doing mics and shit like that, used to be a life and death situation. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it was super sketchy. If you, you never went out of your neighborhood, otherwise things... You, you know like you you can't get back the trains didn't work the way they do now you know it was and every at every turn unless you were in a affluent area you were like you couldn't walk around with headphones on you never knew what was going to come at you you know it was, it was a big threat it was like the warriors yeah the, it, was, it at, wasn't if you got robbed it was when when yeah you know you're gonna get mugged you're gonna you know you're gonna your apartment's gonna get broken into you know there's gonna be a fight there's gonna be you know drugs there's gonna be all this stuff hookers Times square it's gonna be uh, it's to be expected you know yeah so go, going back to that do you feel you like you need a hardship or something like that to galvanize you into creating like an artist you know the artist in you feels like a not every not everyone but i feel like for her uh i i just feel if you want to be as big as madonna (laughs) right you know what i'm saying um 
I I don't know if it's necessary for everyone. I mean, some people, I kind of feel like I lack a, an inner resistance. Sometimes I push against people and things really? in my life to create like the resistance that I need to like overcome. Well, let's run down let's run down cuz we're going to we're going to wrap this up. Well, what, well, let's run down your greatest hits of Madonna things and what they mean to you. Let's run down your bullets cuz I don't want you to oh. be prepared. I mean, I I okay, well, for What did we get to? I, I just want to say like live uh, I remember my friend who um was a childhood friend and he's like, "Elise, you're like like so sexual like without even trying. Like, you're like remind me of Madonna." And I was like, "You know what?" Okay, I'm cool with that. I'm going to lean into that. Yeah, as opposed to being like, no, I don't want to be that. Let me right. be something else. And she just allowed me to be who I am. Because you, you, if you get compared to someone you don't want to be like, you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. But that's a solid, you know, like where you felt motivated. And she allowed it to happen. I feel mm. like female sexuality would be like even five like well 50 years behind where it is if it weren't for Madonna, you know? And I feel like the same way about gay rights and gay people and uh in the and and even and um myth mixed um ro- like relationships oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that you interracial. know interracial relationships they'd all be so much further behind if madonna didn't have such a like a impact eat my figurative dick yeah, like yeah, yeah. But, you know um or like i'm gonna metaphorical put it, dick i'm like, gonna put this in your face yeah and i'm gonna yeah. let it stay there because yeah. i'm madonna you know and it's part of me and it's part of the world that we live in and the more it's not yeah, reflected and, and, in media the more that we're living a fucking lie so yeah. shut the fuck up and bust a move you know but, like yeah, that's yeah. how she is also we're here to dance and have a good time we're here to fucking dance yeah. I, i'm a big believer in that humans were made to dance like moving is what the body was made to do absolutely and dance is amazing yeah. so dance right now let's put your well let's do a greatest hit so like what are your what are your favorite songs of hers because we talked about her your movie you love a league of their own oh, and yeah. that's really seeking susan oh my God, what yeah. about her favorite song like songs um, oh, and also uh, the what I don't remember, but she redid that Rosemary Clooney song, the Hey Mambo. It's, she did it with Guy Ritchie, or she directed it. But you know, right. but it was, that was like the one movie that was like a big like extra it was a, flop. It was a flop. It was, it was a I don't super remember flop. if it was bad or not. I never saw it, but it was fun. I don't know. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, definitely express yourself is my favorite and uh, Vogue because I love to Vogue and that it's era. just like so incredible. Um, Everybody was doing that at the time. Yeah, like, everyone was doing the hand people thing. were voguing their ass off, and you know what? People <laughs> People still do, which I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to give it up for House Ninja, Javier Ninja. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. Who's that? I, I do have, he is like an expert voguer and they have houses, you know, like it, it's like, it's like battling. It's like a dance off. It's like, you oh, know how you. It's like it, a break battle, but a Vogue battle. Yeah. That's what voguing is. You were repping, you were like being yourself, but in these really, you know, stylized movements and stuff like that. And you were. You're I feel like where are you from? I feel like uh, she explores so many cultures, and then right. she brings them to you. She brings the essence of them to you via this music that we all just call pop music, but it goes a lot further. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that she makes it herself—I mean, has written most of these songs that have made her—that's a huge deal for me. The fact that hundred yeah. million dollars in yeah, she's music she's, sales alone, just in sales, just yeah. in music. Yeah. Not we're not talking not about her production else. companies, the fashion that she's yeah. designed, the music, or the you know the movies that she's. I mean, yeah. Made. I mean, she's she's made you know these huge impacts financially, which goes to show like. Uh, there's it's not always about the money but like that's usually the bottom line for other people for like companies and record labels at the time 
for her to have like look what happened to Prince when he had that thing with Warner Brothers where he changed his name to the symbol and he was being fucked over by his contract and he was making an effort to to kind of take back like artist rights and all that stuff I think a lot of that like bridges with Madonna when she was doing her sexuality thing and to a certain extent I guarantee you everybody was shitting their brick you know shitting bricks when when she decided to do all this crazy shit and then it's still people were drawn to her as a person to explore these things exactly which is kind of like a great way to tell your fucking you know your record company just like eat shit they're like I'm not (laughs) losing money you might be losing money because they won't play my erotica video um before 11 p.m. on on MTV people would stay up and wait and watch the ads at 11 o'clock then they won't they won't watch they won't play um what's that called uh justify my love which i can't i think it's a oh yeah is that i can't remember if that's a prince song or a lenny kravitz song but whichever it was great song great music video yeah yeah so good what was that uh song i remember it got me it got me i remember having like young pubescent boy thoughts to uh Oh, oh, open your heart. Yes, that one, because it was the little kid in the video, yeah, uh-huh. and yep. she was like being all sexually. Yes. In the, in, with I love that, that song. W- I don't remember, even remember that song. Um, I mean, the, the name of it right now, but it's also one of my favorite songs ever. Um, if you hold the key. Da, da, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, open your heart. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. I think that's what it's called. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz is the yeah, one that yeah. did Justify My Love. Uh, such a good song. But okay, so Open Your Heart is uh, one of my favorite songs. Um, um, Let's see. Okay. Oh, uh, take a bow. Oh, that was the slow. Yeah, take a bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was with like the matador in the music video. Yes. And the music videos are so iconic. People, like, I know that we're now past the age of, of music, music videos, videos. The same yeah. way that we're like past the age of personal computers because most people access the internet and what they do on or their phones or tablets, exactly on their watch. But she fucking created it yeah. she and like duran duran and michael jackson that fucking a like a prayer video mm-hmm. was monumental in the fact that it was the imagery was very striking it was religious it was like her versus the catholic church at the time remember when she took she on had the a fucking, black jesus a black jesus she's being she's wearing a a a, a satin slip yeah, in, in front of and praying to Jesus and she also wore her hair her natural color so you know that was what I was a big deal for apparently few she's but, also a perfectionist I just fucking love her. yeah but in that in that frame that also that Jesus was the guy from cool runnings um was he really he was, he, he was star <laughs> from cool runnings <laughs> Uh, I, re- I remember seeing that because I, wa- I remember like I, lo- I loved cool runnings I'd be like oh, that's black Jesus black Jesus yeah 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 so There's so much, yeah. That- uh, so, um, other songs that I love. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so, well, Confessions on a Dance Floor. Which one's that one? Confessions on a Dance Floor is the one that has a song called um, I Love New York, which is oh. so great. Um, and she's so, like, she's just silly, uh, also. But, um, you know, that's like kind of, and I love a lot of songs off of uh, Ray of Light, uh, Power of Goodbye. Uh, Frozen. Frozen. Hey, I remember that song. That you know. that one I liked a lot because that vi- and that music video was weird as shit yeah. too. And Ray uh, of Light. Ray of Light off of big big dance dance hit. Well, um, what was the one with Ali G? Was music right? The one where they had Ali G as the limo driver. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I that introduced me to 
Ali G. Oh, really? Because I didn't, I didn't know who he was. And then I, I saw that guy in that video, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. And I Sasha looked him up, Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen, and I was like, oh shit, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, you know, and he, she was also married to my Astro twin, um, which is Sean Penn. I know. So he's not, he doesn't have my same birthday, but we have the most similar chart of anyone that I've ever studied outside of like the princess of Monaco who is born the exact same day as me, but she has a different ascendant sign. So it really changes a lot of the outward personality stuff. Man, I wish I knew what you were talking about. So what I'm saying is, I don't know, Sean Penn and I. Who have a, a that weird was, connection. That, and that's a thing. She was married to him and she, was the, abused and, and tied up in a chair by him. Yeah, super fucked up. It was the, all the stuff that came out after about Sean Penn. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, a, he's not a good guy. But he's not a bad guy either. He's done despicable things. Yeah, like it's a weird, it's a weird line, right? Yeah, it's a real weird line. Yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> Very weird. I was what? just listening to him on Mark Maron's podcast and I was like, holy shit, this guy. And he's like over the Leo thing now. Like you can progress in your chart past your sun sign. Your sun progresses into other signs. He's no longer wanting to be the center of attention. He doesn't right. want to even create unless it's completely by himself and on his own. And I think Madonna probably did that same thing in a lot of ways. She yeah she went and she worked with people and she but she kind of owns her she runs her own course you know she doesn't she well that's an understatement of the fucking century it's to say that Madonna does her she dances to the beat of her own drum you know uh, she's yeah what would you like to what would you like to say if you could had Madonna here right mm-hmm. now what would you say to Madonna as our as our dismount for the podcast thank you just thank you really honestly i would just be like thank you and let's go hit the clubs because oh. i i love to dance that's i and yeah it's just the most freeing thing ever <laughs> and then i'd also be like bitch please you have got to put me as your number one for desperately seeking season <laughs> two and i want my choice of who plays my desmond because aiden quinn as desmond uh, her love interest good in, lord or not her love interest but why don't you just write it and send it to her you sound like you have it written out like you want to do it would you like just put your own spin on it okay. you'll hear it here first on zeros on heroes yeah, you hear it here first where when this movie comes out i'm gonna be like that is where the birth of this was I really should because you really have to reimagine things like having uh cell phones c- cell phones and also like it, there's a get shorty type of um you know we have to get to the bag at, that's, yes. that's at there's, a, there's a MacGuffin. yeah and we can't do that there's no like post 9-11 there's no leaving your fucking bag or anyone's bag or even standing still for five seconds and the port authority without uh raising red flags so you know what that's a really good suggestion well you're gonna write it you're gonna come back when we're producing it Mm -hmm. give me a small part as a radio dj or something oh yeah of course that would be great uh and then the spin-off movie will be the sequel will be all about the radio dj and then i get my own movie oh yeah we figured it out we nailed it crushed it yeah uh at least thank you so much for being here thank you Uh, thank you for talking about madonna with us what would you like to promote before you go uh, well, you can find all of my things at EliseWalkerEdwards.com. Um, I am now producing a show, co-producing a show that's out in Gowanus at Halyards. Our first one is on 
is on Monday. It's tomorrow. Um, and that's called If you're good. listening to and, this, uh, you will have missed it. You will have missed it, but God willing, it will be on the next month. So yeah. uh, it will be on... And they can follow you to keep updated on that on yeah. social media? On social media, at Elise Anamkara. It's easier just to go to my webpage than to spell that for you. EliseWalkerEdwards.com. Yeah, EliseWalkerEdwards.com. And then also, I host Mike here at the Creek in the Cave. Um, yeah, you're part of the... 9.30 Saturdays here at the Creek in the Cave, Long Island City, 1093 Jackson Avenue. <laughs> discount even... disco it's called discount disco you can hashtag discount disco that's actually probably the best way to find me yeah hashtag discount disco uh here part of the creek family thank you so much for being here elise this was great uh thank you engineer brian thank you so much um my, wait oh hold on well, i'm gonna t- i'm gonna see if i can do this radio dj style um Oh, and also, yeah, thank you, Andrew uh, Paterini. Thank you, Andrew Paterini of Paterini Productions. Yeah, he's been, you're going to see all that stuff. Follow us at, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Zeros on Heroes. You can catch us at Zeros on Heroes on all social media. Listen to us every week. Come out Thursday nights at the Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. every Thursday. Right now, we got Madonna with music. Music.